This is the Key to Authority Podcast, episode number 41. Welcome to the Key to Authority Podcast, where it is all about helping you unlock the secrets of becoming the go-to expert in your industry. And here is your host, Janish Pandya. Hello, hello, hello. I'm really excited about this episode today because it's someone whom I've not yet met and I'm looking forward to meeting him when I visit Gold Coast. The person I'm interviewing today is a top 10 bestseller and also serial entrepreneur, and that is Dan Norris. Dan is an award-winning content marketer, international speaker, and the author of the top 10 amazing best-selling small business book, The 7-Day Startup and Content Machine. In June 2013, after failing at entrepreneurship for 7 years, he founded WPCurve.com, a worldwide team of WordPress developers providing unlimited small fixes and support 24-7 for a low monthly fee. After becoming profitable in just 23 days, WPCurve grew to a team of 40, servicing thousands of customers and passed an annual run rate of over $1 million using content marketing alone. Dan's second book, Content Machine, documents how to create a seven-figure content strategy and scale it with automation, delegation, and a content team. And that's what we're going to talk about. And specifically, I'm going to pick Dan's brains about how to go in regards to building a great content funnel. So without spending more time, let's dive right into the interview with Dan Norris. Hey, Dan, welcome to the Key to Authority podcast. Uh, A couple of friends have suggested me to interview you. And also now you've just released a new book called The Content Machine. I have had a read through it and I love what you talk about it and thought it would be best to get you on the show and talk a little bit about some parts of the book and also pick your brains on more details in terms of that. So Dan, welcome to the Key to Authority podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Dan, so how did all this stuff start? Because I know you're doing things around WP Curve, you're doing things around the brewery. So where did all this begin and what keeps you going? I suppose that like the book started a couple of years ago. I was um, struggling with my agency and I decided to sell it because I couldn't sort of figure out anything worthwhile to do with it. And then I started another business that failed really badly and I sort of found myself in a position where I had to get a job or start something else. And I started WP Curve in the space of seven days and that kind of led to that business taking off and it led to the seven-day startup book. And then that led to other businesses and other other books and kind of steamrolled from there. So yeah, that, that the seven-day startup book was the first one and that was sort of about starting WP Curve or more importantly, failing in everything else before starting WP Curve. And then um, the content machine book that just came out was was about how we've grown the business and that was sort of like the second part of the story because starting it was one thing, but doing it with content marketing is something that I know a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with and they're interested in. So that was sort of the second part of the story that I wanted to tell. And what keeps you going? Because I know you have a lovely view at Gold Coast and opening up, <laughs> waking up at the beach and stuff. So what makes you push through and get work done or you just really chill and relax there? <laughs> um, what keeps me going? Um, I do have a nice view. I don't know if that's what keeps me going. Um, <laughs> I think it's just fun. I just work on stuff that's fun. And I try to work on stuff that gets traction and follow like what's working and what other people are enjoying and what I enjoy. And normally that means that I, I don't really think about work as like 
you know, I need to keep going. Like it's just something that I wake up and want to do every day. So it's not really something I think about. Like I know because that's something like having fun and doing what you love is really good because this podcasting thing is where I connect along as well. Yeah, well, the content's a, content's a really good way to do it, whether you're doing your podcast or whether it's books or like I've got Facebook groups and, and blogs and it's just a really good way to put information out there and get Get, like build a community of people who are like-minded and you know you're helping other people and you're, you're having interesting conversations every day about your content and getting inspired by other people so it's like just creates this kind of environment where it's where you look forward to working because it's you know there's always lots of awesome things happening that that's what i love about content so whether it's your, your podcast you probably notice the same thing it's good to be able to chat with other entrepreneurs and be inspired and when that's like part of your daily job then it's like you don't really struggle to do your daily job. Yeah, and it's fun and listening to this kind of things as well as learning and then sharing that. So you've hit this spot. <laughs> yeah, I definitely like listening to podcasts as well. Uh, so, Dan, uh, in terms of your book, uh, The Content Machine, you talked about content funnels and things. So I thought let's focus on that for this interview. And the question I had was what is the key to building a content funnel? Well, I suppose there's like a, the book sort of deals with like a bunch of fundamentals before. So, so the last, it's almost the last thing I address in the book because I think that the biggest mistake you can make is start thinking about funnels and things before you really understand whether or not your content's any good. So like the majority of the book talks about how to, how to create content that people care about, how to differentiate from other people, how to stand out and how to build traction. And once you've done that, then that's when you start thinking about how to scale that with a team and how to build funnels to drive leads to your business. I think the, the key to that is getting all those fundamentals right first. And then I suppose having like what we try to do is have like a bunch of types of content we put out and then have a way of linking that to the business. So, so in the book, I call it monetization logic, which is a, a bit of a mouthful. Maybe there's a better word for it. Sometimes when I come up with names of things, like a couple of years later, someone else will come up with a name that's a lot better. So I'm sure <laughs> someone else will think of something better than that. But that's how it works. It's like if we're going to put out a, a bunch of content around how to start a business, then how do we how do we tie that back to WP Curve in some way? And how do we do that with like a, a bunch of content and then on top of that, some content upgrades or like lead magnets? And then on the back of those lead magnets, uh, some sort of sequence. And then like a, eventually, by the way, this is what WP Curve is and this is how we can help you grow your business. That's pretty much how it works. And so so you would have, like, we don't just randomly create content about stuff. We create content in a bunch of categories that we know we can tie back to the business in some way. And then um, every time we put out a, a content piece in that category, it has a lead magnet related to that category and it has a sequence related to that lead magnet and um, a call to action about the business related to that category. If someone consumes content in that category, we're going to give them the option to opt in and to give them something more valuable. And then they're going to at least hear about WP Curve, what it is and how it can help them in that particular area. And then the rest is up to them. If we sort of feel like we've done our part, then they know what our business is, that we've given them value with the content. And eventually, if we do that enough, when they have a WordPress problem, they, they're going to come to us. Regards to that side of it's, I guess, a soft sell approach rather than the hard bam, 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 here's my th uh, offer and things. So how come you decided to go that way with content and grouping value side of things opp opposite to the hard sell, like in your face advertising, like a kind of stuff? Uh, just because it, like I've just made the decision that when I started a new business, I was going to do it by using content marketing to market it. And I, I made that decision, A, because it's something I enjoy 
and it was about the only thing I enjoyed from my last business. So I wanted to take the bits I enjoyed and leave the bits I didn't enjoy. And so the, the bits I enjoyed were things like putting out content and social media and, you know, building communities, that stuff I liked. But the stuff I didn't enjoy was selling and, you know, any, really any kind of selling or pitching, you know, competing with people one on one with the same product, like that kind of stuff just did my head in. So I just decided I was going to start a business where I only did the sort of marketing that I enjoyed. So that was part of it. Yeah. Another part of it is I sort of felt like it was something I could do well, whereas a lot of the other stuff I don't, it's just not a very good fit for me. I don't really think I can do it well. I don't like doing it. I don't really like doing webinars and selling people shit. <laughs> I, I would just rather, you know, create so much content, so much value that we've got well and truly enough people coming into our funnel anyway. So I don't have to spend every day on a webinar trying to sell people something. <laughs> uh, I feel you because, yeah, it's sim- a similar sort of things where I'm like, why would people try to sell things on a webinar and things like that? But I guess for some people it works. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's about doing what, what feels right to you and what you're good at as well. Like, like if that's, if that's something you want to do and something you're good at, then you definitely should be doing that. Uh, but it just wasn't for me. So that, so that's, I, I, I didn't want to do what everyone else was saying to do just because they said it was working. I wanted to do what felt right for me. So back to the content sequence side of things and the content funnel. So. What goes in the sequence? Because I know quite a few people, they create their content, they're getting it out there, they're getting their email opt-ins, and if they've got all those things right, then they send out one email and that's it. So that's something that not many people talk about or focus more, and they lose out a lot because then you don't have the retention and you don't have the, you know, as you mentioned, that continuous approach and continuous putting at the center of what your product is as well. Yeah, I mean, I th- this again, it's not it, it's not a black and white thing where like I tell you how to do it and then you go off and do it. It's more like like what what is the right fit for you? And like with our company, the right fit for us is like I just see it as a brand building exercise. Like I, I think if someone opts in on our I site for a particular category of information, say say it's um say it's like WordPress improvement. That's like a general category that we have. Like if someone reads a post on WordPress speed, we know they're interested in improving their WordPress site. Then we put them on a sequence that adds value around that. So we create a lot of valuable things like uh, little eBooks or um, plugins or just tips in email. So like different plugins they can use, things like that. And then we'll just give them as much value as possible. And if we do that, it just means that our brand is getting out there and that people are associating our brand with something that's valuable. And, and we also mention our business. I mean, it's, 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 it's quite easy to mention your business when you're talking about improving WordPress. So like our business is a 24 seven WordPress small jobs. And it, it makes perfect sense for us to mention that if we're, if we're talking about making small improvements on your site. So we'll, we'll do things like, you know, one thing you can do is a site review where you analyze the speed of your site and look for, images that need to be reduced in size. And that's something you can order through WP Curve as a one-off job or it's something you can do yourself if you read our emails and, and follow our posts that tell you how to do it. And so, some of the people in the audience will want to do it themselves and we provide them with full opportunity to do that. And then other people have got businesses and they want to focus on growing their business and get other you know, trusted people in there to do the other work, um, which is all of our customers, then, then they are going to opt to, to pay us to do it for them. So in regards to what I'm hearing and what I understand is that providing value stage by stage and giving them as much information. So how does one uh, draw the line where you're trying to give information and how much is too much or 
you know, people think they're IP or so things like that. Like, cause I know I've talked to quite a bit of people and they're like, well, I can't really share that. Then what, then what are they going to pay, pay for me for? So kind of things. Well, I think that the, the easiest answer to that is not, not one they're going to want to hear, but, <laughs> but the easiest answer to that is that if you're selling information, then you're probably, you're probably not, you've probably taken the lazy option. I reckon, I reckon you're, I reckon you're starting to build a business that is probably not going to be the best business. And that's the way I always thought about it. Like I always thought, I'll put out all the information for free and that way it's never, it's never a question for me whether or not I give something out for free or whether I charge for it. I just give it all out for free and just don't have a business that sells information. And so I don't sell info products. Um, and I don't really believe selling info products is a very good business anyway. Like I, th- I think like our recurring service business could quite easily be a multi-million dollar business, probably even bigger than that. Um, whereas if I didn't have that and I was just selling ebooks, I don't think that business could be anywhere near as scalable and anywhere near as impactful. So that's just like a belief I've always had from the start. So if there's any information that we put out, then we just put it out for free and, and we know that doing that builds a, builds a brand that's going to be a lot more valuable than a business selling information. Um, if, if you do have a, a business selling information, then it's a little bit trickier, but I, I still think you can quite easily just put out way more than you think for free and people will still buy whatever, however you package it up. Like, like my books are probably technically information products. Like a book is an information product. It's probably like, like a proper physical book on Amazon's probably a little bit more legitimate than, you know, selling a little PDF download. But at the same time, people will pay for the book on Amazon as opposed to going through my blog and just reading loads and loads of info. So like there definitely is merit in packaging information up and selling it in a format that people want. But I still think I would be giving away the majority. And if I were, you know, if I had a business selling information, I would probably still give away all of it. I would just, I would just sell the stuff in a different format um, and give people a little bit of extra support for the paid version of it. Um, And, but the actual information I would put out. In fact, I did that with my first book, the whole, the entire book of the seven day startup is published in a bunch of places online. It was all published before the book came out. Most of it went unnoticed. Like some of it went well. Some of the posts went completely unnoticed. And then I put the book out and it sold tens of thousands of copies. So yeah, I think my attitude has always been put it out for free and the benefit long term, if you believe that it's going to be worth it, it will be worth it. So putting out for free and putting out, as you mentioned, that the seven-day startup, you had put out the books previously and it didn't went unnoticed and some of them did gangbusters. So what's the best way or what has worked for you that in terms of a strategy for promoting that content and then driving back that traffic to your site? The, the best way to, to promote content is to create content so good that you don't need to promote it. And that's what I, that's what I found with you know, a lot of our stuff, like we put out a lot of blog posts in the last three or four years, we've probably put out 700 blog posts and I'd say probably 600 of them haven't gotten traction and probably a hundred of them have gotten traction. And the ones that have gotten traction, it's not really from anything we've, we've done. Like we do do, you know, we do social media images and we post them in groups and we, you know, tweet influencers and ask them to share it. Like we do all of that promotion stuff and in the content machine book, there's a template people can use for that with a bunch of ideas that they can use. But if I was to, to be honest about the stuff that got traction, stuff that didn't, I think it, it is simply that the stuff that did get traction was just a lot better and it solved, solved a bigger problem. It was a bit different. 
it was longer, more detailed, something we spent more time on. Um, maybe it was timely. Like, yeah, it's like I think about some of the stuff that's getting traction now, like our posts around um, Trello and Slack are all like really timely. Those are those platforms are really taking off right now. So the timing of something can be really important, but also the um, like the usefulness of it. Like this, our Slack content goes really well because people want to understand it. So we put out eBooks that teach them how to use it. And we put out like a big, long, detailed post on how to use Slack for building communities and, um, you know, hacks for doing things quicker or integrations, like actually really useful things that a lot of entrepreneurs need right now. So that's the kind of stuff that gets traction. And we don't, we don't promote it as such. We just create stuff that we notice is getting traction. We do more of that. And the good stuff rises to the top and um, doesn't need to be heavily promoted. I love how you put it in terms of like the good, uh, like you don't need to promote good content. It promotes itself. Then in regards to then, so you've got, let's say you've created the good content, you've got the funnel, then you've promoted it and things are happening. So obviously bringing back to your business and selling on the service, not selling, but putting the services there that they know you're there to help them out when they need it. So what's the next step or is it just a rinse and repeat and keep going and keep going to build that further or are there things you have to do in terms of building a team around it or getting it off your shoulders or out of things? Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of things I'm working on. I've got a, a seven-day startup community that I'm working on as like a a, uh, a next-level support for people who like the book and like the content. Because I found like a lot of people like the free Facebook group, but it's it's noisy in there. It's sort of hard to like really follow people's projects and add value to them. So I've set up um, sevendaystartup.co as a, a resource for like a paid membership. So I'm focusing on that a little bit at the moment. Um, and I'm also doing, I'm working on a bit of stuff with WP Curve to really like, we've just put out a new site design. Um, we're going to employ a couple more content people and um, try to take our content to a, a whole new level. I think we're I think we're up to about 70,000 visits a month, which is good, but it's growing slowly. But I, th- I think, I think we can do a lot better than that. But just by, you know, maximizing the hits and minimizing the misses, I think like at the moment we do about 10 posts a month and probably three or four go really well. I think if we can do like six or seven posts a month and they all go really well, it's going to have a massive impact on our traffic and our leads. So that's what I'm, I'm focusing on at the moment. So that's really great in terms of like the community side, because that's where people forget and i think that's something that from what i've heard that the seven day startup community is really good and the people there are really supportive of each other as well as uh, helping out and when people need so it's kind of duplicating so that's a really great idea yeah and it's it's also been one of those things that's had a huge impact on me like i i, I started out in business being in a lot of free forums and i i just found like that was so noisy and just dominated by you know, a couple of individuals in almost all cases. Um, and I just didn't find them that useful to me. And I really, once I joined a couple of paid forums, it really had a big impact on my business. So that's why I wanted to kind of capture some of that value with seven day startup. And we started getting like thousands of people into our free groups and the, and the free groups, you know, it's cool to get the big numbers, but I, I think they diminish in usefulness when you, when you get so many people and there's no sort of barrier to entry. And so I wanted, yeah, I wanted to create something a little bit different. We've got a Slack group and a paid group with about 50 members now, which we started a couple of weeks ago. That's going to be a really tight little community of really smart people and um, hopefully just be a way for people to solve problems really quickly. Like if they've got, got something they're working on, they want to get feedback from a bunch of smart people from a bunch of different fields in the different countries and a really wide spectrum of kind of expertise, then that's, 
that's going to be something that's unique about our group. Ah, that's really good. So I'd love to hear more and I'll ask you the links at the end of this. But Dan, so what is an action that the listener can take today in terms of building a content funnel? I think the best the best thing you can do if you haven't done anything like that before, but you do have a blog and lots of content, is to go through the blog, go into Google Analytics, work out uh, what your highest traffic posts are and pick out a couple that are in a related sort of category. Um, and by category, I don't mean the category in WordPress. That doesn't matter so much. It's more like, like what's the post about? Do you have like three or four posts that are really popular around a particular topic, a broad topic? Um, and then create a specific opt-in for that. And so when people go to, to those posts, you have a specific opt-in in the sidebar or after the post or somewhere, a little scroll opt-in or something on that page that relates to that content. And then, um, a sequence in there that gives them a bit more value and then talks about how your business helps solve that problem. And that's, that's the biggest impact you can get because like, like often you'll find with blogs, you know, you might get 50,000 visits a month, but, but 15,000 of that might be to one particular post and the rest might be for 200 posts. So if you can pick those highest impact ones and create some lead magnets around that in a funnel that promotes your business on that basis, then that's going to be the highest impact thing you can do. And then you can just repeat that for other categories once you've, once you've got that main one. That's a great action. And I think I'll put that into action instead of a blog, but more on the podcast as well, because it's something that I'm still playing around and struggling with the sequencing inside of things. So that's one of the reasons I asked you on the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the part, part of it is, I mean, it sometimes is a little bit random with a podcast. Like you'll get one, one guest shared and then it'll go. You know, you get lots of downloads, but I think generally, like if you, if you start putting out lots of episodes, you'll start to get a feel for the, the type of stuff people really like. And that's when you know, like you're onto something, you know, you can do more of that and you know, you can create some, some additional value around those particular areas. Like if this, this episode is really popular, then maybe your audience is really interested in content marketing. So you can get a couple more content marketing people on there for all the content marketing episodes. At the end of the episode and the start, you can say, if you're interested in content marketing, I've pulled together the best ideas from Dan and a bunch of other guests on the show. I've put it into an action item that you can grab on our, on our, uh, site and put up a simple landing page, you know, domain forward slash free, have that as a call to action and then have a sequence that sits be- behind that. Um, I, I've been using optimized press for my landing pages and opt-ins. I think it's like, it's really customizable. It's very, very easy and you can do nice looking high quality stuff and it's a one-off fee as well. It's not an ongoing monthly fee. So that's just a really easy way to put together a landing page. Um, so that's, yeah, that's probably like a couple of hours work and then that's at least got you started in the right direction. Yeah. No, I love optimized press as well. And so Dan, where can people find out more details about you, about the communities, about the books? Uh, is there one spot or kind of places where you hang up? Yeah, I mean, the best place is probably sevendaystartup.co, so sevendaystartup.co, and in there I've got a free uh, video course where we set, where I send you one email a day with a, with a video, teaches you how to build a business within seven days, and um, you can see the, what, the way my funnel works there, like that, that will give you seven days of value, and then at the end I'll mention my paid group, so you can just like, if you want to see how it works, that's one we've just set up recently, you can check that out. Um, the books are just on Amazon, uh, contentmachine.com or just content machine on Amazon. And I've also got a podcast called Operation Brewery. So if your people are interested in beer, which they might not be, but they might be interested in podcasts and about startups and building businesses, then our podcast takes, takes people on the journey of what we're doing, building this brewery on the Gold Coast. So it's a little bit of a different one. Um, it might be interesting to people in your audience. No, absolutely. I'll put those links down. And again, thanks a lot. 
Really enjoyed having the chat with you and appreciate you talking to me all the way from Gold Coast. No worries, man. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. After the interview with Dan, my brain was lit up like Christmas lights. I was getting ideas of things in terms of what to do with my content, how to go about doing it, and what to do in terms of taking action on it. So make sure you have a look at your blog or your podcast and go through what Dan said in terms of picking out your episodes or picking out your blog posts and then checking which have worked well, which category they go aligned to, and creating a lead generation or lead magnet for it. Also, Dan's just released an amazing video course regards Content Machine, and you can find it at contentmachine.com. So make sure you check it up and sign up for it. It's a seven-day free video course. I'm going through it at this very moment, and I invite you to do the same. To get the show notes and all the links and details talked about in today's episode, go to keytoauthority.com slash EP041. Until we talk next, keep building your content funnel and keep rocking out your content machine. Thank you so much for listening to the Key to Authority podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share at www.keytoauthority.com. We'll see you next time.